0: I uh, I have to tell you, we we have never done that interview before. No, we I know. And we don't even we we are so busy. We don't sit around and reminisce. oh, remember? We don't. No. A lot of that stuff came to us as we were talking. We're like, oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, and there's so much we didn't get to. Oh my gosh! In that conversation, we, we could do we could do five hours uh, just on that stuff. Been a lot of stuff we've done. Really has. Yeah. Really has. All right. Let me tell you about home title lock. Uh, The FBI now calls home title lock one of the fastest growing white collar crimes. They say that in Manhattan, uh, it's an epidemic. People can actually steal your home. I know that sounds nuts, but they can. They can steal the title of your home Uh, and home title lock will um, uh, protect you from that it's a they're the only ones that do this no other service does this they stand right at the vault door where all the titles are in America so please just give it a shot go to hometitlelock.com right now hometitlelock.com Hello, America, and uh, welcome to the program. Uh, Well, we don't have a lot on uh, the impeachment today. The opening statements are actually at 1 p.m. on Tuesday. But things have gotten underway, and they'll be working all through the weekend. Oh, my gosh. Um, We'll talk a little bit about that, but I want to concentrate right away at the beginning about what's happening in Virginia And this is getting very little coverage. When it does get coverage, I think it's mostly distorted. What a surprise. The left is trying to make constitutionalists look like radicals. And this is something that is very important that you know in advance what's happening so you can calm your friends down and explain what's happening to your friends. I believe Virginia... What happens in Virginia good or bad um, may be the example and the path for the rest of the, the country and we are keeping an, a strong eye on it and real prayers for the people of Virginia I'll explain and we have Cam Edwards uh, on with us the co-host of 40 Acres and a Fool on the Blaze we have him next in one minute
1: this is the Glenn Beck Program
0: so you know, New Year's resolution. Are you how are you doing on your news or New Year's resolution? Have you? Oh, I'm, I did uh, resolve to make one. Okay, did you make but one? I, didn't, I have you not didn't, done it yet. You didn't make one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'm, coming. I'm now. gonna I'm gonna lose the weight this year, and I know that I said that last year, but I'm I'm this really no, I'm on it this year. Haven't lost a pound, but I'm eating and I'm moving and exercising oh, actually, and everything else. Eating is the opposite of what you're supposed to do when you're. No, losing I'm eating. Weight. Right. That's the, that's I'm the eating problem. Right. <laughs> I'm eating right. Oh, okay. You know, and left. Uh, whatever I see, <laughs> food left or right, I eat it anyway. Um, your New Year's resolution and reinventing yourself and and getting yourself into shape is sometimes really hard. It's a lot easier to do with your home um, because your home doesn't your home doesn't require willpower from the home. It just requires you looking and saying, where's the best place and uh, the most efficient way I can really clean up my home? Blinds.com is the place that can help you do that. From cellular shades to wood blinds to Roman shades, blinds.com has you covered when it comes to overhauling your home's look. And they have a really good deal. I, I have to buy some more uh, shades and uh, for my house and i've been waiting for this deal now is the time to order anything from blinds.com now through january 28th you will save 40% on everything at blinds.com plus you're going to get an extra $20 off when you use the promo code beck every order gets free samples free shipping free online design consultation if you want it 100% satisfaction guarantee and 40% off everything at blinds.com. You've got to use the promo code BECK. 40% off everything, plus an extra $20 uh, that you get off at blinds.com. But you have to use the promo code BECK. Rules and restrictions do apply. All right, we have Cam Edwards on. He's the host of uh, Bearing Arms, uh, Cam and Company, and also the co host of uh, 40 Acres and a Fool that you can find on Blaze TV. Um, Cam, Virginia, I think, is a, uh, I don't know, a proving ground of something. And both the left and the right uh, have something to prove. The right is looking for their constitutional rights to be protected uh, by the government, and they are being... They're being disenfranchised. And everybody I've talked to in Virginia says the same thing. It's our fault. The The Republicans didn't get out the vote and the Republicans screwed things up. And so this is our fault. However, there's a power grab going in and they've done three th- done three things. The Electoral College. They're basically abolishing it uh uh you know once the democrats got power then they've changed the rules on impeachment for the governor it used to be 10% of the population uh needed to sign uh, you know sign a petition and then they would go forward with an impeachment uh but now strangely for some unknown reason they moved that number up to 25% of the population and they're going after guns in every way they can uh this is shaking the constitutionalists in Virginia. Am I missing anything on this?
2: No, I think you've, you've hit it, Glenn. I mean, I, I, I think that one of the reasons why you're seeing this incredible outpouring on, on the part of gun owners in Virginia uh, is because, you know, when Republicans were in charge of the state, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, we never did anything like this. Uh, and, and so there are a lot of Virginians who are, I think they were perplexed. And now they're angry uh, at how the, the the Democrats want to fundamentally remake this state uh, based on, you know, ultimately a, a fairly narrow victory uh, in the November elections. A, a swing of, you know, 10,000 votes across the entire state in some of these legislative races uh, would have completely changed the outcome of this election. But Democrats are acting as if they have this incredible Mandate. Uh, majority behind them. And, and they are trying to turn Virginia into... East California or South New York uh, and Virginia gun owners are are speaking up and standing up in opposition.
0: So, Cam, is it just gun owners, or is it? Uh, are there people there that are seeing this government in Virginia have a true power grab, and they're looking at their constitutional rights uh, of the Second Amendment as? You know, according to the Declaration of Independence, government is established uh, by man to protect those rights. And when it starts to you know, be the, the, the main problem with those rights, the people have a right and a responsibility to alter or abolish it. And the only way you abolish it or alter it, there's two ways. Election. Uh, and God forbid, the last way to do it is with your Second Amendment right. So, what is yeah. is is this is this just about the gun, or is this about a power grab?
2: I think it very much started out being about guns, and and the the Second Amendment issue and the gun control agenda from Ralph Northam has sucked up a lot of the oxygen in the room. But now that the legislative session has started you're right. There are more people who are waking up to some of the other really, truly awful bills that are being proposed here in Virginia. Uh, and they do see this, I think, as as a broader power grab. So I, I think that the spark uh, were those Virginia gun owners, the Second Amendment Sanctuary Committees that uh, that you and I have talked about in the past. But, but now it is, I think, becoming a, a broader opposition to the Uh, entire agenda of the Democrats that are now in control in Virginia.
0: So I had a guest on yesterday that said to me that uh, I think he said 90 out of 95 counties or 90 out of 95 cities, something along that, um, have gone uh, against and said, we're going to be a sanctuary city. Is that number accurate? I mean, how big is this movement
2: yeah, it is accurate. Uh, I, I believe it's 91 out of the 95 counties in Virginia. And wow. then we have over 40 cities and towns that have also passed these resolutions. I think, you know, uh, across the entire state, I think we're up to 136 communities, the vast majority of which are counties, but also includes some of the state's biggest cities, Glenn. Chesapeake, Virginia, uh, Virginia Beach, uh, they've both passed the Second Amendment Resolution. So this isn't even just a, a rural versus urban thing. Uh, this is, you know, the, the the vast majority of the land area, and I believe uh, now we're up to like, you know, sixty percent of the population of Virginia now lives in a second amendment sanctuary community. So th- this is a, a a much broader movement, I think, than most of the media is uh, is giving it credit for.
0: What part of the population lives um, in the Northern Virginia, you know, Crystal City, Arlington, mm-hmm. that that whole? I don't know which county that is. I can't remember now.
2: Yeah. I mean, Arlington uh, County, Fairfax County, like the Northern yeah. Virginia area is massive now. And for people who don't understand how big D.C. has become, you know, the, the the suburbs and exurbs of Washington, D.C. now stretch for 50 miles in every direction. I mean, it is a it is a megalopolis, right? It, it, it so is. It got- is.
0: It's an affront to everything this country stood for. There's no reason Absolutely. for all of these companies and everything else to base their operations except for lobbying in the nation's mm-hmm. capital. But so what is the percentage of population of of Virginia that l- is actually just a suburb of Washington DC?
2: It's a pretty good chunk. I mean, I'd say we're looking at close to a quarter, maybe a little bit more. Uh Fairfax County, Virginia alone has nearly 2 million residents. Uh Arlington County, Virginia, which is one county over closer to DC, they've got nearly a million residents. Uh Prince William County, which is just to the south, they've got about 800,000 residents. So it is a really big chunk of the state's population. So if those
0: numbers are true, you're talking about 30 percent of the population. Uh, and you said 60 percent of the population is now in a sanctuary county or city that only leaves 10 percent. And, you know, that that's it's remarkable that 30 percent of the population is is, you know, tyranny of the minority.
2: Exactly. And and so, you know, what's fascinating, Glenn, is that, you, you know, you talk about elections and using the ballot box and I, I've never seen voters as engaged as they are right now. I think that it's going to have a huge impact in 2020. But I, I'm also seeing some some really unique suggestions. There's actually a group of lawmakers in West Virginia that are proposing to allow counties in Virginia to be annexed. By the state of West Virginia, and I talked with a delegate, Gary Howell, in West Virginia yesterday, and they're serious about this. They say, look, there's no reason uh, why these counties in Virginia should be subjected to the whims of the minority in Northern Virginia. They have much more in common with West Virginia. Uh, let let them leave peacefully if they uh, if they can, if the General Assembly will allow it. So you actually have other lawmakers in other states trying to, you know, diffuse the tensions here by by changing the borders uh, of the state. I That's mean That's insane. Hard. I mean, this this hasn't
0: been talked about for, you know, since the Civil War, we haven't talked about these kinds of things. It's insane what's going on. And the left, you know, the left knows there there are two things that could lead to civil war. According to a a study by the by the Democrats, there are two things that could lead to a violent civil war. One, the impeachment and removal of Donald Trump um, before the election. Two, taking away up the the uh, Second Amendment and taking away people's right to bear arms. They're doing both of those, and they're doing it full throttle. Well, I don't. I, I mean, it's it's almost intentional.
2: I, I I've had those same concerns, uh, and I've been so bitterly disappointed in our governor, Glenn. I got to tell you, you know, he came out and talked about the need for a civil conversation, and let's have this fact-based discussion. I reached out to the governor's office on multiple occasions asking him to sit down with me uh, on Bearing Arms Cannon Company for a civil discussion. Let's talk to gun owners, talk with gun owners instead of talking down to them. Uh, And I didn't even get a response back from the governor's press secretary. The governor has no interest in actually having a conversation with the people that he's trying to disarm, he wants us to sit down to shut up to be quiet, and it's just not going to happen
0: well, here's what I'm concerned about, cam. Uh, the way he has approached this whole thing has poured accelerant uh, on I mean, this isn't this is this is arson. um and I want to talk to you about that. The way he has positioned the people of Virginia that are, just They just want to stand up for the Constitution. How he's positioning them as radicals, revolutionaries, and Nazis. And I, I want to get your opinion on what it feels like on the ground, is if if that is an accurate view from halfway across the country. Back with uh, Cam Edwards here in uh, just a second. And by the way, you can follow him um, at uh, Cam Edwards. You can find his website, BearingArms.com. Uh, And you, of course, can uh, see his uh, podcast, 40 Acres and a Fool, on Blaze TV. Just subscribe now. All right. Our sponsor, Car Shield. Let's say one day you're out on your property and you're shooting at some food because you're a terrible, terrible, terrible shot. You somehow or another just hit the ground and up from the ground comes some bubbling crude, black gold, Texas tea, you know, so on the advice of your family you load everything up and you get granny and her rocking chair in the back and you head out to beverly hills i don't know why you would do that but sure but your truck kind of sucks now you might be a new billionaire but that truck looked pretty complicated i don't know how the wooden barrels fit in you need somebody who really understands it, and it's going to be probably expensive. So let's say that's you. You don't have to worry. You got your rope belt. You know your pants aren't ever going to fall down. And if you have Car Shield, you know they can fix your truck. It's great. Even billionaires would appreciate Car Shield. CarShield.com. Call 800 Car 6000. 800-CAR-6000 or carshield.com. Use the promo code BECK right now. You'll save 10%. carshield.com. Ten seconds. Station ID. So I want to give the governor of Virginia the benefit of the doubt because I'm not a citizen of Virginia and I'm not seeing it uh, as a citizen and I'm not local. But when when I heard him talk about we've got to declare a state of an emergency because Nazis are coming um, and there are all kinds of death threats. I understand that there might be, but he didn't specifically point out that most of the people in Virginia that believe in the Second Amendment are God-fearing, you know, law-abiding citizens that are just, they may have a different opinion than the governor on what the Constitution says. And to me, that seemed like accelerant. Is that the way it feels in Virginia?
2: I I think Yes, I, I, I do think that there are a lot of folks who believe that uh, Governor Northam is, is pouring gas onto the fire and that by invoking Charlottesville uh, and what happened in Charlottesville, trying to portray this event that's happening on Monday uh, as, you know, some sort of violent insurrection when it is not. It is Lobby Day, Glenn. It's a chance for tens of thousands of virginians to go to the capitol to lobby their lawmakers
0: tell me what lobby day is is that a is that a is that a virginia tradition or
2: yeah yeah it's sort of an annual event uh and it's generally held on martin luther king day because it's a a state holiday and so people can get off of work and go down to the capitol and and talk to lawmakers and you know in years past you might have 800 maybe a thousand gun owners there pretty good turnout uh, but this year, because of the gun control agenda, you know, it's expected that there are going to be tens of thousands of these Virginians. And and look, Glenn, I want to make it clear. Anytime that there's a, a movement that becomes really popular, you do see people on the fringes try to grab onto oh, sure. that movement and use it for their own purposes. Yeah. So a, am I concerned about people trying to turn this into uh, a, something, uh, you know, that, that 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 it is not? Absolutely. Am I concerned that there are going to be people who will try to, you know, use this event to seize the spotlight for their own purposes? Yeah, I am. But but 99.9% of the people who are going to be there on Monday at the state capitol, uh, I believe, are going to be the same Virginians that showed up at their county supervisors' meetings, at their city council meetings, uh, to advocate in support of their rights, and they're going to do so peacefully. They're not interested in starting a war. They're not interested, but they are interested in defending their constitutional rights. They're interested in ensuring that their children have the same liberties that they have uh, and they're going to be using their voice, and um, you know it is. It is. It is a shame. I'm going to be speaking uh, at rally day or at the lobby day on Monday, and I can tell you, uh, there's going to be a cross section of Virginia there. You know, it, it, it all races, colors, and creeds, but the one thing they're going to have in common uh, is their support for individual liberty, for individual freedom, uh, and and for our right to keep and bear arms, which is under assault uh, right along with our way of life in Virginia.
0: Let me ask you a um, uh, a question of leadership and the people who are speaking, et cetera, et cetera. Is there a sense uh, that you have? I talked to a lot of people from Virginia yesterday, and some said they're coming with their guns. Some said they're not coming with their guns. Um, but anyone who said they were coming with their guns said, "We're going to we're going to be back behind the lines, so we won't violate the law." Um, is there a sense um, of No matter what happens on Martin Luther King Day, we should follow the actions of Martin Luther King. And if somebody starts a fight, we'll take the beating. If somebody is trying to arrest us, we'll just we'll go peacefully because we want to show that we're not the agitators.
2: I've seen a lot of that from gun owners. uh, And I think that, you know, over the past week or so, uh, a lot of the folks who are attending, we understand the optics. We understand that yeah. Governor Northam wants to portray us in the worst light possible. That the media uh, will, will aid and abet him, uh, you know, given the opportunity. And, and so we know that the deck is stacked against us. We know this is not a level playing field. Uh, and and I do think that there is that awareness among a lot of gun owners that 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 yes, we have to be uh, good ambassadors for our. Uh, for our rights and for our cause, no matter what the other side might throw at us.
0: Because America has not really paid any attention to Virginia, so this will be their first exposure. If something goes wrong, it'll be everywhere. And image is everything. And if if the constitutionalists are calm, collected, and they're taking beatings from Nazis or Antifa, which I don't think is going to happen, um win. They win. If they look like they're the instigators or make it just do something like, you know, you couldn't even break lines. Um, You couldn't even go and help your friend on the ground with Martin Luther King. They were so disciplined. But that's why they won. Um, Cam, I thank you so much. We'll talk to you again uh, on Monday uh, from uh, the state capitol in Virginia as these people start to gather. I pray for you and all of the people involved. Um, I think it's going to be a peaceful movement, and I think what the Virginians are doing, uh, the law-abiding citizens that are coming out in droves, I think you are setting the right example so far for the rest of the country, because I think you're the guinea pig. This is the Glenn
1: Beck Program.
3: Well, you don't want to talk about uh, difficult things with people. It gets embarrassing sometimes. It's awkward. But you do have to talk to your doctor when you have actual medical problems. Uh, and if you want to uh, deal with something that's difficult, you got to make that call. you got to do those things. Well, those things were difficult before. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. Talking for e- about ED or hair loss can be really awkward. But with Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan and if medication is the way to go, Roman will ship it to you with free 2-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. To get started, just go to getroman.com/beck and complete an online visit. ED used to be tough to tackle, but uh, that was before Roman came on the scene. Complete an online visit today and connect with a doctor who can take care of it. Don't let this thing go. Just make sure you get online right now and take care of it with GetRoman.com slash Beck. Get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash Beck for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash Beck.
0: Hey, we want you to make sure that you are part of this team. The greatest voices uh, on the right are all available. BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code Beck. Save 10 bucks right now. Welcome to the program. Uh, we welcome to the uh, show Mr. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, mm-hmm. podcast that you can grab on anywhere you find podcasts, but also at Blaze TV. You can watch him do it live on Blaze TV and Blaze Radio right before this program uh, airs. Welcome, Pat.
4: Thank you. Really right. good to be here. Is Is it? It is. It's it? to yeah. Be here. Yeah.
0: How do you feel about the... How do how you feel about the impeachment?
4: Oh, I'm excited about impeachment. Yeah. I love impeachment. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't hear enough about it. Yeah. I, I can't talk enough about it. Right. <laughs> can't Can watch enough. Can't watch can't enough watch about enough. it. I
0: am actually Ugh. going to be watching the <clears throat> trial, and I'm anxious to watch
4: that. I am too. Because that is somewhat. That's where this thing should turn. Yes. It, if they're doing their job the Republicans, that's where this thing should
0: well, turn. Well, I will tell you this. I read an op-ed piece that, you know, they have to vote on the witnesses. Yeah. And I could see Mitt Romney I could too. voting for all the Democrat witnesses and then saying no to the whistleblower and all those guys. That, I could see I, guys like I think Mitt he's Romney done in Utah if he does that. Oh, I, I, think he, I think he may be done in Utah anyway. He might be. Yeah. I've, yeah. People I've
4: heard, are pissed at him.
0: Yeah, he is a big, big name in Utah. Uh, and, Mm -hmm. uh, and really well liked and respected up until he became Senator, right?
4: He may be done already. Yeah, he's made some big mistakes. Yeah. He's actually underwater on approval rating, which is incredible. Yeah, That's it is. incredible. Yeah. It is incredible.
0: I mean, for a state that put up with Orrin
4: Hatch. Oh, good gosh. Yeah, for 40
0: years. For 40 years. And this time, I think they're looking at him yeah. and going, if he's this bad now, uh-huh. what will he be like in 40 years? we got to get rid
4: of this guy. Well, he'd be 117 in 40 years, so yeah, well. it's probably... Hey, live till 2030 and who knows. <laughs> uh, but this latest thing, I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact that withholding aid is illegal. Now, that's the big talking point for mm-hmm. the Democrats. And they got that from the GAO, mm-hmm. from the Government Accountability Office. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I just, I, so I, I was fascinated by that. And then it turns out that there's some even worse news. Going really? on, yeah. Really? The National yeah. Association of Realtors has declared that being a lying scumbag is also illegal. Really, yes. Oh Adam, no. Adam Schiff is know going that. to be arrested this afternoon. <laughs> oh my gosh, by the Realtors, by the Realtors, by the National wow. Association, who have just as much power as the Government Accountability Office. Really? Yes, wow. really. Yeah, yeah, then there's yeah. an organization with even more power, the, mm-hmm. uh, the International Brotherhood of the Moose or Moose Lodge. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, man, those guys, they're most people they're don't powerful. know this constitutionally. Yes. As much power as the sheriff. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A- and the GAO. GAO. <laughs> yes. So, how about the GMOs? <laughs> the GMOs don't figure into this at Really? All. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> well that's ridiculous. why I'm asking. It's kind of weird. Asking? That was really stupid. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. And I'm not talking about just any of the local chapters of the Moose Lodge. I'm talking about the National Moose Lodge chapter. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. The national ones. Wow. I mean, um, you know, they're practically the Masons, so it's a secret society. <laughs> they and, can do anything. You know... It's so amazing that the Democrats are just running with this GAO stuff who n- they've got no power to declare what's legal and what isn't It's just And, our and opinion.
0: how is the president how is the president mm. not allowed to hold back aid? Well,
3: he
4: I, I can't he's, conceive he's, he's, of it. I can't conceive of it. He's in charge
3: of Whoa. foreign relations. <laughs> yeah, but if the if Congress says money needs to be spent in a certain way, the president can't stop it. Uh, the the issue to me here is that he did spend it he okay. did give so, it to them before we say it. anything
0: before we say anything uh, any more on that mm-hmm. let's not argue that because in 2 weeks mm-hmm. this program's going to change that argument uh we have we have I some can't wait. documents and some information that make this whole thing irrelevant Really? and, and it's shocking oh, okay it's shocking uh, is it written on a hotel notepad? <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's wow. a little more credible than that. Really? <laughs> yeah, more it's a little a more
3: Because cre- the hotel name was on the
5: notepad. Wait, no, and what
0: did the notepad say? St. Regis. So he, he, you're wow. writing something yeah. which is clearly a relic from a saint. <laughs>
3: you're not going to lie like that. <laughs> but, I mean, I do think that is something that is important. Like, I would not like, for example, if a Republican Congress was passing bills that said you had to spend money in a certain way, and the Democratic president was saying, well, I'm not going to spend it that way.
0: Like, there's a right. reason why the no, power no, no. of the purse lies with Congress. power of the purse does, and, and how- it should. However, mm-hmm. the power of statesmanship re- um, uh, resides with the president. And- so the president has a right not, not— I mean, he can do it through executive order, but that's— extra constitutional and, yeah. and and not popular he could do it in the united states and say we're not going to pay those things for planned parenthood or we are going to spend more money with planned parenthood um, and allocate it differently than what congress and congress would then have a responsibility to go to the president and say excuse me mr president but we just voted again no okay they have a right to do that it's sketchy mm-hmm. inside the country i don't think mm-hmm. he has a right to do it Outside, he would have that right. If, if, the Congress, mm-hmm. if the Congress said, hey, we voted last month for, uh, for uh, aid to the Taliban. Mm-hmm. I'm just making this up. The mm-hmm. aid to the Taliban. And then something happens and the president has new information. He can stop that aid. He probably has to go to Congress for that. Mm-hmm. Though, right? I think he eventually, eventually has does. to go to so, Congress.
3: And it seems like the president is that he has wiggle room. Uh, as far as timing yes. and everything yeah, else. Right. They're Which just saying, what This is, it. This right. is That's right. about timing. That's right. why I, I don't
0: think this is applicable it's to, not. to this
3: particular situation. Uh, he
0: can't just stop it for all time and say, screw right. you, yeah. Congress. Right. But he can stop it and say, no, I have my reasons. I'm stopping it for right now. Mm-hmm. And if they don't like it, then they have to go to work and say, Mr. President, we're going to move mm-hmm. on you uh, if you don't release this aid. We're just going to vote again and then you must do it. Right. And it seems like they just don't like his reasoning, which of course right. is what this
3: whole thing is about. Well, that's you I mean, you think it's because of his personal political benefit, he's saying it's about our national interest, and that's of course where the whole de- debate is. So really the GAO mm-hmm. report doesn't seem to have any teeth at all. No, I mean, it doesn't. It has, they don't it have any power and they don't shouldn't. it doesn't make any difference in this argument. I Look. mean,
4: they, the the Democrats are using them as the be-all and end-all, but course. they're not. They're they're obviously not. And and the the question is uh do does the United States have to give aid Now I don't know was this was this a bill that, that was passed because that's the first I'm hearing of it if it is I think it was it, in a funding was, bill yeah, I think it was in a funding um, bill It was just Where part the of the was, was designated what? No, we don't, to We
0: don't pass bills anymore
4: I know We don't do spending we thing. just
0: do these gigantic <clears throat> bills and this com- was tucked and, in yeah, right
3: It yeah. one fa- it was assigned to be given to Ukraine uh, as as foreign aid
0: yeah, but re, mm-hmm. let's remember the Democrats are all like they've got to have this foreign aid. He had already given foreign aid, okay? So they had already given them what mm-hmm. part of the mm-hmm. uh, the money that was promised? He's holding back on the second amount on the of the military money, aid, the four
4: hundred million. No,
0: but. He had mm-hmm. already given military
4: aid. Previously. Yeah, previously. Other, and other Obama
0: and the Democrats refused
4: yeah, to give, give it
0: Ukraine to any aid. So this idea that suddenly, oh my gosh, they have to have it. Mm-hmm. When they were at war with Russia, the Democrats refused to give them any aid.
4: Gave them blankets. Blankets. Which is amazing. Yeah. Because now they're acting like, and this was it put the very nation at Peril. peril. Well, that's what what you did for eight years. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this guy breaks down into two different
3: parts for me, which is I think the Trump what the Trump administration did uh, is completely defensible when it comes to this sort of process. Mm -hmm. However, I don't want to get on the argument, uh, the side of setting the precedent that presidents get to just say no to Congress when yeah, it comes no, to spending. Not, that's, that's not, saying, that's yeah. not constitutional either. Right, exactly. Either. And I think mm-hmm. I, he has the right, I think, certainly for for the wiggle room of timing yeah. and, and all of this. And it's, that's, there's and a lot wait. of precedents to that. This has happened with every president.
0: Uh, so it's happened over and over and over and, and over again. I want you to remember the word, and when I start, when I give the, the day that we release this information, we're just buttoning it all up now. It's coming in the next couple of weeks. I want you to start that break. Before I tell you what it is with the word timing, just say it's all about timing. The president has a right and it's all about timing. Just remember that because this is a non-issue. And I have to tell you, if Mitt Romney and and a few of those Republican senators don't stand in the way, all of this stuff, I think, will come out. But it's very possible that Mitt Romney and those people vote for, um, you know, all the Democratic uh, witnesses, witnesses Witnesses. who they deem serious. Yeah. And Hunter Biden's not serious. There's no reason for that. There's it. Mm. Well, I'll show
3: you in two weeks. Um, I want you to know that I've written this on a Post-it note. Yes. And I've written on the Post-it note, St. Regis. So this, is, uh, wow. this has the power of the Constitution now. Wow. Uh, this set note that says <laughs> it's all about timing Ukraine funding is now constitutional. On a St. Regis. St. Regis post-it note. Post-it wow. right here. Who knew he was alive I've, when post-it notes were alive? I've already booked I an know. interview on Rachel Maddow you tomorrow know. night.
0: You know, uh, really? Yeah. You, you know what? While you were sitting here? this yeah. may. Huh. Can you check into that? Because <laughs> this may be why he's a saint. This may be before 3M made post-it notes. This was the first one, and it just magically stuck to things. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I, I think that's it. why St. Regis is a wow. saint. Because mm. I mean, he can make stuff stick to notes? stuff? Yeah, he that's can make cool. stuff stick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and believe me, what I'm going to reveal will
4: stick. It will stick. Is this on a special that's coming up?
0: Yeah. Uh, we're going to do a, a special okay. and we're not waiting for the special, we're waiting because we just need a co- we have two things that are blockbusters already, we want to uh, add a couple of other things to it to expand to show you mm. uh, uh, how people knew mm. how, everybody this is, they are hiding it they are in collusion with the press uh, and um, it's it's
4: it's criminal. What's hmm. happening is hmm. criminal. Does the Moose Lodge know about it? <laughs> well, I will tell you this.
0: I got it from the Elks.
4: Oh, wow.
3: Oh, and okay. that's Ow. pissing the Moose Lodge <laughs> off. <laughs> By the way, you can get all the updates from the Moose Lodge and the National Association of Realtors. Uh, from Pat Gray Unleashed. You can get all the shows now on YouTube uh, for free uh, every day. So shut up. Go to his YouTube channel, youtube.com. Shut Pat Gray Unleashed.
0: No, I mean, shut up. Please, okay, i got to get to a commercial. Sure. I want to talk to you about Shave Secret. Shave Secret, uh, it shouldn't be a secret. You're going to save money. It is the way to shave. You, you shouldn't shave with soap and all of the expense. I mean, the lather stuff, that, that's a marketing gimmick what you need is shave secret and it is a it's an it's an oil that you just put on your face it's really good for your skin and it makes uh your beard or, or your hair on your legs if you're a woman or you know if you're a guy who shaves his legs i mean i'm not here to judge uh it makes it really super soft it actually helps the razor um cut through because it's so soft it helps with ingrown hairs it reduces nicks um, you don't have a shaving rash after. I, I have a problem with shaving rash uh when I when I shave with a razor. This is a great, great product. It's called Shave Secret. Now, here's the thing. You can get it uh regionally at HEB and Wegman's Grocery. Uh I think you can get it at uh Walmart as well, but you for sure can get it at Amazon. But if you go to shavesecret.com, if you use the promo code Beck, you'll get a 10% discount. So get it H E B Wegmans, Amazon, or Shavesecret.com. But try it. You will not uh, you won't go back to anything else when you're shaving. ShaveSecret.com promo code Beck.
1: You're listening to
0: really excited this weekend Stu and I did something we've never done before we we did a podcast together I interviewed him uh <laughs> because he's got a new show that's uh, launching and I just wanted you to get to know Stu more than you do and and our history together we've never even discussed it off air our history not really yeah um and it is really funny very interesting uh and if you're a fan of this show at all This is a podcast you don't want to miss. If you're just kind of a lukewarm fan, eh, tolerate it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just tolerate it. That's what I ask you to do for me all the time. Yeah, just tolerate it. -hmm. Uh, Bill O'Reilly is coming up in uh, just a second. I want to play some uh, audio of a a sanctuary uh, sheriff in North Carolina who is talking to the city council about protecting the Second Amendment. Listen to this.
6: I just want to personally and publicly go on record supporting this resolution before us this evening. You know, guys, it's, it's simple. Like a lot of them have said, the Constitution needs no, no explanation. It's been enforced for several hundred years now. It's easy to understand. It says what it means. and means what it says. And the last time I read the Declaration of Independence, it, it, it specifically reminds all of us that we're endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights, which means God-given among these life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, and that governments were instituted among men specifically to secure our God-given rights. And it says when government becomes destructive to these ends, meaning when they go above and beyond trying to secure our liberties and trying to take them, it's the right of the people to alter or abolish that government, either by voting or ultimately, God forbid, To use our second amendment rights to protect ourselves from tyranny and i'm just asking all of y'all to unanimously join our sister counties of wilkes surrey stokes lincoln and cherokee and get on board with this thing and publicly demonstrate to us that you're willing to uphold and honor the same oath i took when i put my hand on god's word and held my other hand up to him and swore that i'd give my life to defend that constitution And I I hate I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but regardless of what y'all do or don't do, I'm not going to enforce an unconstitutional law.
0: What's interesting is everybody cheers in that room, um, but he's not going for cheers. He is really just stating the fact. This is why you really have to know and support your sheriff, um, because the sheriff's. They don't answer to the governor. They don't answer to uh, law enforcement. They answer to the people and to the Constitution. So you've got to be in the right county with the right sheriff. If unconstitutional laws start to happen, it's up to the sheriff to be able to defend that and to stand with the people. Uh, and this, uh, this sheriff from uh, Davidson County... Seems to understand that clearly. And I tell you, everybody, everybody within the sound of my voice should memorize the first two paragraphs of the Declaration of Independence because it's all there. It's all there. Back in a minute with Bill O'Reilly. This is the Glenbeck
1: program.
0: Bill O'Reilly is uh coming up uh next. Woo! And can't wait to hear his uh take on the on the news of the week cuz it is extensive uh what's been what's been happening. What's the biggest story it's to you? The... Not necessarily history would say it's the impeachment, but yeah. What's the biggest story this week to you? Uh
3: Gosh, there's so many. I mean, you have the impeachment, you have the, uh, the you know the debate slash election. We're only a few weeks away from that. Everyone's starting to release their their models of uh, of the election seconds. and how it's going to play out, which is you know to me sort of a fascinating thing. We were just talking off the air about this Australian fires thing which is a huge story, and I'm I'm riveted by this because the data seems to show. That less area in Australia has been burned in almost than almost any season in the last 20 years. But all we're hearing about it, how this is a climate catastrophe, besides the fact that it was set by people, it's an yeah. arson. It, it is <laughs> yeah. man-made,
7: but
0: not man-made global warming. <laughs> right, right. They're using matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should ban arson. And, you know, you should look into, Stu, the same thing I think happened with the Amazon. Mm. That Amazon yeah, story yeah. was huge. And when it turned out, at the end, not so much. Mm.
1: fusion of entertainment and enlightenment.
0: Bill O'Reilly writes, you may remember that Mr. Obama once publicly opposed gay marriage. His administration deported record numbers of foreign nationals who had legally entered the United States compared to the leftist zealots today. Barack Obama could have filled in for Sean Hannity. And I think he's actually pretty right I want to talk to him about why the Democrats have moved that far. But more importantly, to me at least, is why is Barack Obama, a guy we know is a, a radical um, who did want the fundamental transformation of America. Why is he suddenly distancing himself from some of these policies? We'll start with Bill O'Reilly there and impeachment in one minute.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Also can't wait to hear him talk about the cat fight uh, that was the Democratic uh, uh, debate the other night. Buying or selling a home is a really big task, both physically, emotionally. It's one of the, you know, it's what is it? The top three. It's uh, loss of job, uh, death of a family member and moving. I mean, it's a really big deal. So you need somebody that is really on your side and working with you and working for you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. You need the best real estate agent out there. Now, we have found them. Our agents are really good at what they do. They offer the best practices in real estate. um, And they are honest and open. And this is why they are the best in your area. If we can't recommend the best in your area... We won't recommend anybody. We we have vetted all of these people. We look at their records. We look at the way they do business, um, and we look at you know what people say about them after they have used that agent. So there's no Jackie Gleason word crumbums uh, on this on this list. Go to real estate I trust dot com. They'll help you find the right agent to buy your next home at the right price and sell your home at the most amount for the most amount of money and with the least hassle it's realestateagentsitrust.com. Mr Bill O'Reilly an Emmy award winning journalist uh, blah 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 he's got lots of books blah 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 and he's now on his own uh his own website where he does his show at BillOReilly.com, BillOReilly.com. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, what a week it has
5: been. Before we get to that, I'm really happy to hear you're going to have Jackie Gleason on the program later.
0: I'm a huge Jackie Gleason fan, so don't mess with him.
5: I like Jackie Gleason, and and what people don't know is he never rehearsed. rehearsed. Oh, and it's so like people almost like there. you back. Yeah. No <laughs> idea what he was doing until he got on the air. And yeah. even then it was questionable.
0: Yeah. He, he, he was fantastic. All right, Bill, where yeah. do you want to uh, where do you want to start? You want to start with impeachment? You want to start with a debate? Uh, you want to start with maybe predictions on, uh, you know, why Barack Obama is doing this uh, and, and moderating himself?
5: All right, let's start there. Let's start with President Obama, because that leads to impeachment and the debates. So we'll do a very logical thing here, unlike most weeks. Um, Barack Obama knows or thinks he knows that Armageddon may happen in November for the Democratic Party. That's where you start. And he's Mm -hmm. not alone. Uh, All his guys um are very nervous you hear it on cnn because that's where his guys live that's yeah. where they work
0: van jones right? van jones
5: yeah and uh, what's his name uh the guy with the mustache who uh, ran o- obama's campaign was in the white house but anyway black bart i don't um anyway they feel <laughs> oh, axelrod yeah axelrod, yeah, axelrod, axelrod. Okay. all and i could think of was a
0: guy in a black top hat with a curly mustache. Well, know.
5: he could play that part, actually. Yeah, right. he could, yeah. I, I, I actually like him. I, you know, I've known him for for years, but um, he's the smartest of the crew, him and Podesta. You don't hear much from Podesta. He's Hillary Clinton's guy. They know that this is not looking good at this point, even with impeachment, even with the media, all of that. So Barack Obama goes, I don't really want to be tied into this radical left movement, and I think you're making a mistake assessing him. He he is all about economics. He's not about social. In fact, Barack Obama, if you look at him, outside of the drug use, is a pretty standardized guy. <laughs> um, he's not he's not a hippie. He's not you know that kind of a person.
0: He's not he's you know, not a socialist.
5: I I I think. He is an income redistributor.
0: (laughs) Socialist. Okay, yeah. And his wife is even more so. Yes. Yes.
5: She's much more socially liberal than Barack Obama.
0: I don't mean about social. I don't mean I don't mean necessarily about society. I do mean about changing the culture of the country and fundamentally transforming it. Those are his words and her words. Uh, But they are they are for American standards. They used to be radicals they are socialists um all right, but, and but, but it's, they're it's, now looking they're now looking like you're right Sean Hannity
5: yeah look they don't want to be tied in the obamas don't want to be tied in with a drastic defeat that that's where you start number 2 all right their philosophy links into the far left. There is a link there. I, I don't like labeling people uh, unless there is beyond a reasonable doubt. But their and philosophy, I, I the Obama's it for two years on Fox News, but you were busy. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the prevailing wisdom of the far left, and this this is why they do what they do and say what they say, that America is an evil country. Yes. All right? From the very beginning of the Founding Fathers, the Mm slaveholders, this has been an exploitative country run by rich white guys Mm -hmm. who have screwed everybody else. And because of that, now it's our time. Mm -hmm. And we have to change everything to punish the white guys, Mm -hmm. the patriarchy. Take all of their assets and money, and this includes corporations and Wall Street, Mm -hmm. and give it to those people whose ancestors were exploited. If you understand that, and it is no doubt about it, if you understand that, everything you hear from Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and all the rest of them makes perfect sense. Yep. The income redistribution policies of Barack Obama make perfect sense. Mm-hmm. The problem with it is that number 1 most Americans don't believe that. All right? And number 2 wherever the socialist policies have been implemented have turned into totalitarian disasters. Correct. Okay? So those are the two problems that's where you start with the far left.
0: Now, May I ask you this question? Uh, I mean, Bernie Sanders now in the latest poll is, uh, I think, one point ahead of Joe Biden. This thing is a free for all. I think you could head to a fractured. Uh, uh, well, you're convention.
5: talking about Iowa that he, and, and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. in the, in a the national real clear politics average, Biden still has a comfortable lead.
0: Yeah, well, and, national polls don't really mean much when you're you're talking about the primaries. But let me just just hear me out for a second. Um if they go to a uh, a fractured convention and they need broker, to broker yeah. yeah they need to broker a, a new deal right. um uh, the one to obviously call on is Michelle Obama and the Obamas are positioning themselves in, back into the center and looking like they're not part of all of this Right do you think that plays a role Possible. in any of this
5: Possible But the people who know Michelle Obama, who I know, say that she sincerely does not want to do that, does not want to run for president. I believe that. Okay. So I see it's more of a Bloomberg play, um, that Bloomberg will be hovering around Mm -hmm. and uh, will tell the Democratic uh, power brokers, say, you may not like me because I'm a rich white guy, but I can beat him. And since you don't have anybody else... Let me be the nominee.
0: So Bloomberg is playing the Rudy Giuliani strategy from a few years ago with the GOP and putting all of his eggs in Super Tuesday, um, hoping that I think that there is a different winner in every primary. Yeah, that uh, coming nobody up.
5: goes in uh, with a commanding lead. Correct. But, but, but Bloomberg knows he doesn't really have a chance to get his, uh, enough delegates to win. He's doing two things. If there is a broker convention, there he is. And even if there is a nominee, it'll probably be Biden, and Biden will give me Secretary of State or Secretary of Treasury. Uh, Bill, that's what Bloomberg wants.
3: Because I, I think the, the split up convention thing does lead to some possibility for you know Bloomberg in this you know sort of fantasy world. I'm oh, he's sure he's there, living and in. so
5: is Hillary. Um,
3: however, Hillary I think and Bloomberg maybe because he's not really a consensus candidate for the for the left, Bloomberg. What he might be, though, is an alternative if Sanders sweeps the early uh, primaries and Biden's campaign is in shambles. You know, you have Bloomberg there as an alternative to a Bernie, which there is a good chunk of the Democrats who they actually don't want him to be the nominee. They take almost anybody else. And he's got billions of dollars to spend. Is there a possibility there for Bloomberg?
5: You know, it's a tough call for the Democratic Party, because if they give it to Bloomberg, all the far left progressives are crazy. And I don't think black Americans are going to vote for Bloomberg either. All right. I could be wrong on that last one, but I know the progressives will not buy into it. So this is just the media that props up the far left doesn't want Bloomberg either, although the New York Times would probably, you know, reluctantly uh, get behind him.
0: So this is the latest from uh, Des Moines from the Washington Examiner. Bernie Sanders supporters in Iowa are warning. That a lack of enthusiasm for Joe Biden would bring the same result nomination of another milk toast Democrat that did four years ago, electing Donald Trump. They said that if they, uh, if the Democrats go with a, a a bland centrist, they will stay home, and the the Sanders yeah. supporters uh, are the ones with the most passion. They're also the furthest left. Are you concerned at all, Bill, about some of the threats that we learned from Project Veritas this week uh, from some of these some of these people on the Sanders campaign that were talking about, you know, uh, Chicago 68 in Milwaukee?
5: No, Uh, I'm not I'm not concerned about civil unrest on the left. Um, What I am perplexed about is how any American could support Bernie Sanders. I I just can't imagine. I don't know anyone personally, and I know thousands of people, most of whom won't talk to me, but I know them. Uh, (laughs) um, I don't know how anyone can support him. Two reasons. He said very clearly from the very beginning of the campaign that he would withdraw all American troops from the Middle East. So, when asked by the very astute Wolf Blitzer, hey, if you do that, ISIS will reconstitute and kill thousands of people as it did when Barack Obama did exactly the same thing in Iraq. Do you not remember that? And do you not fear that ISIS would reconstitute? Bernie, of course didn't come anywhere near answering that question. Instead, went back to Vietnam for a little lecture and then to the Iraq war for another little lecture. But instead of following up, Mr. Blitzer didn't. Of course he didn't, because if he did follow up, he wouldn't have the slot in the debate. CNN would remove him. All right. All he had to say was with all due respect, Senator, you didn't come close to answering my question. ISIS will reconstitute. They'll kill thousands of people. They'll try to attack the United States. What are you going to do about it? And Bernie was, I'll get my allies. We'll get everybody together. We'll get the allies. You know, some stupid bilge like that. The second thing which is even more intense, is if Bernie Sanders was ever president of the United States and did manage to control the Democrats, the House, and the Senate, there would be a depression in this country, not a recession. Depression. All right? There would be a massive flight of capital out of the United States because people and corporations – that have assets are not going to let Bernie Sanders and the Democrats take those assets.
0: We, we know this from the, the partially socialist government in France, that when they went for taxes, like Bernie Sanders is talking about, they had to repeal it within the first year because France was collapsing. People just left. They moved That's
5: their right. money out. And that would that that would make France uh, look like a Boy Scout yeah,
0: meeting. It would here, it would. yeah.
5: And we owe twenty two trillion dollars. Well, what were people holding that debt? Do
0: I want to? I, I, w- I want to give. I want to give you one other reason that you might vote for Bernie Sanders, and that Thank is you. you're a fan of curb your enthusiasm. You're you just don't know that's not Larry David, and you <laughs> think he would be really funny. All right, back with Bill O'Reilly here in just a second. Let me take one minute to tell you about the ex chair. The very first thing that early man ever did, uh, and I have this on good authority, is sit down. I've had a long day. I've been hunting, you know, Tyrannosaurus Rex, and I'm tired, okay? Can you just give me a break before I have to ask about your day? And ever since then, we've been trying to find comfortable ways to sit down the way God intended. The problem is, for the longest time, Man didn't know how to make sitting truly comfortable, let alone stylish. This has now been done completely with the X-Chair. With its patented dynamic variable lumbar support and 10 different settings, the X-Chair is what you and those around you need for a comfortable workday. With X-Chair's 30-day, no-questions-asked guarantee of satisfaction, you have zero risk, and most companies can't make that kind of offer. Also, X-Chair is on sale now for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com, or call 844-4X-Chair. Use the promo code BECK. You're going to receive a free set of the new X wheels with your chair. It's com. We pause for 10 seconds, station ID, and back to Bill O'Reilly. So, so Bill. Yes. How do you see the first four states breaking out uh, in the next couple of weeks?
5: All right. It's impossible. I I you know, it's impossible. You just can't predict Iowa caucus because there are 17 people voting. Correct. I know. All right. It's weird. Uh, yeah. And, and, and if a couple of them have a bad night uh, the night before in the Super Bowl and they lose. They may not show up. Right. So there's nobody votes. I mean, this is a, a party run thing dominated
0: it's by really far, weird. It's a yes. weird system. Yes.
5: So, I mean, let's give uh let's give Bernie Iowa. We'll give it to him. All right. He'll yeah. win it by, you know, three votes out of the 37 okay. or whatever. Okay. All it is. right. Then I go over to to New Hampshire neighboring state of Vermont where Bernie allegedly lives. Um, and I think Biden may pull it off in the uh, Granite State. Because that's a statewide vote. And, wow. um People in New Hampshire, you've got some radical hippies up there, but nothing like Vermont.
0: I mean, if door. he can't pull his own region, that says something.
5: Yeah. So I'm going to give Biden, and I could be wrong, obviously, I'm going to give yeah, yeah. him New Hampshire. Then they yeah. swing down to South Carolina and out to Nevada. Biden will uh, win South now. Carolina, everyone knows Biden will win because of the African-American vote there. Yeah. Yep. And Nevada, I think Biden will probably win as well as people out there say, you know... Um, the radicals are really not going to help us very much um, out here, so we'll go with uh, the reliable Joe. Well, but if that, that, happ- that, if that
0: happens, Biden is yeah. on his way to the
5: nomination. Yes, and as I predicted very early on, he would get it, because it, the Democrats, uh, and we go back to Barack Obama here, they know that if they run Sanders or Warren, they're gonna, it's going to be a George McGovern situation. It's going to be a landslide, and people are going to. A lot of people would stay home. See the problem that Trump has, and I actually told this to the president when I had dinner with him um, about five weeks ago, um, is that pe- people are put off by him, mm-hmm. not not by his policies. If you're a mainstream American and you have a retirement account, you're doing really well. If you have a college fund for your kids or grandkids, that's way up. And you want to give all that up? Do you really want to do that? And then wages for working Americans are, you know, explosive now in this cycle? And, and that is a calculation that voters will have to make. So the ones that are really put off by Trump, and there are millions who are, will stay home. They won't vote for the crazy socialists.
0: All right. Talk to me about the debate. Anything that you thought was really missed that needs to be. Uh... Well,
5: we went over the the ISIS wolf blitzer. Yeah, uh, we went over that. So yeah. the only other thing in the debate and I, I tweeted at the o 'Reilly as a tweet all through it for my um, listeners so they don't have to watch it. Because it was a seventh debate and did you learn anything back nope. Stu? Did you learn nope, anything? Nothing
0: new. No, no. Nothing new.
5: So I mean it's like, all right, do I have to watch another episode of Star Trek? I've seen them
0: all, right. Oh, make me. Although watch I think it the guy again. that I think the episode with Lincoln and the Lava Rock would be great <laughs> if you got the Lava Rock on stage yeah, with the Democrats.
5: You know, it's like how many MASH episodes can I watch? Right. Um so I did hang in for about 90 minutes, and I learned nothing. But the Elizabeth Warren-Bernie Sanders thing was more than the press is reporting, because, of course, the press doesn't want to report that. So here's what happened there. Warren One is Warren's telling the truth. She had a private discussion with Sanders in 2018, and Sanders said something to the effect that if the woman gets a nomination, Elizabeth, you better watch out because Trump is going to go in and the Republicans are going to go in. And so it was not a sexist but thing. It was a political yeah. calculation. It was a strategy Yes. Thing. Yes. Warren is so desperate to hurt Bernie. She made it a sexist thing. Yep. Bernie, oh, I a matter of fact, I didn't. Okay. So now they're each calling each other a liar. The progressive press, the media hates this. And that was the only amusing thing.
0: OK, um, I have a question. Stu and I have been debating all morning. And I think you can answer. And then we also go into the impeachment with Bill O'Reilly in just a couple of minutes. Stand by. You're listening to Glenn. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I want you to just look at yourself right now and look at your finances. If you, One of your, your resolutions this year, if you will, was to be more financially independent, uh, to pay down your debt, to save more money this year. American financing is the key to make that happen. If you own a home, just refinancing your your high-interest credit card debt Will save you a ton a ton of money if you haven 't uh, brought a new mortgage and brought in those lower rates and done a refi of your home, you could be saving eight hundred thousand some people are saving twelve hundred dollars a mo- a month a month on this. American financing can help you meet your financial goals. Uh, And it can be done in a 10-minute phone call. Call them right now, 800-906-2440. It's 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440.
3: Bill O'Reilly is uh, coming up again here in just a minute with more analysis. You can go to BillOReilly.com and get it every single day.
7: that this is based on what he called credible, serious threats coming from, in many cases, from hate groups from outside the state, coming from militia groups. Uh, he also says what these groups were planning to do, according to this intelligence, was to disrupt this gun rights rally that's going to be taking place on Monday. So. What did he do? As a result, he's declaring a state of emergency, goes into effect on Friday. It'll end on Tuesday. He says not only does it include guns, but he says it also includes sticks as well as chains. He Mm -hmm. wants this to be as safe as possible. And look, all of this taking place in the backdrop of what happened back in Charlottesville back in 2017. You remember that Unite to Right rally. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of the protesters who showed up there were armed. You remember law enforcement uh, was in some ways criticized for their response. You remember a young woman died when a white supremacist ran over her with her car. They don't want to see a repeat of any violence. And so what they're trying to do is trying to get ahead of this uh, by enacting this temporary ban. Of course, this temporary ban is also uh, upsetting a number of gun rights advocates.
0: CNN trying to make gun rights activists uh lumping them in with Nazis and Antifa at a traditional day to go lobby uh the the uh, legislature in Virginia on Sunday. Also, uh, CNN uh the, the same time compared last night Donald Trump to Al Capone and Billy the Kid. We're with Bill O'Reilly. Bill, CNN just continues to double down on their strategy of no Trump at any cost. The ratings are have been cut at least in half. There are days that I had higher numbers on headline news which 4 people watched. This is a this is a publicly traded company with fiduciary responsibilities. I don't care what you believe when you're doing this to a company your shareholders uh have got to be upset what is the strategy there
5: well you think at&t would step in um you're right i mean it's a disaster on every front everybody knows that the whole brand is destroyed now um and i don't know i can't answer that question I, i know the people over there i know they're fanatical leftists they hate Trump with a passion that I've never seen. I mean, I thought Nixon was bad. I remember how much Dan Rather loathed Richard Nixon. Um, but I haven't seen anything like this. And, then, you know, at and just took it over. And you would think that they would kind of make some changes and say, all right, maybe we're a left-wing network, but we're not going to be um, a joke yeah. <laughs> All right? And that's what it is. It's a joke. And I, I don't know why anybody would, would bother. No, and again, I've it's seen like the Bernie, ratings. For Bernie Sanders. Not. Why, why would you bother putting it on? You're not going to learn anything. Go ahead.
3: From a motivational st- standpoint, though, Bill, I mean, they were always a left-wing network. Yeah, like, but they, not like this. This is crazy. So, so now— what are they? Why are they doing it this
5: way? What's changed is this. All the networks have always been left-wing. I worked at CBS. Sure. I worked at yes. ABC as news correspondent. Yeah, and they've all been, but they would they would not change the facts or not seek the facts. Correct. If the facts hit them in the head, they would report the facts. Right now, they won't. So now it's all here's our narrative: Trump is the devil. We have to destroy him. Find stuff that will prop that narrative up. And we'll go back to Wolf Blitzer. Anybody, a seven-year-old and eight-year-old in a, in a classroom would have said the follow-up question. You didn't answer. What ISIS is going to reconstitute. How would you stop it? He did not do it. You can't tell me that Wolf Blitzer didn't know that was the natural follow-up. Of course he knew. But he is fearful he knows he won't be the debate moderator if he does stump like that. And that's what you have over there.
0: Um, the White House has announced that uh, leading the team for, for Trump in the impeachment uh, trial in the Senate, Ken Starr and Alan Dershowitz, does that tell you anything about the president's strategy at all?
5: Um, Starr is effective. Dershowitz is a is a play to the left. He's, he's saying, look, even Alan Dershowitz, uh, an avowed liberal from Harvard, believes this is nonsense. That's more of a PR thing. Uh, Starr, obviously, frame of reference off the chart because right. he went through it. And he can raise points that, well, I mean, this is what happened in Clinton. You're not doing the same thing. And so... I understand both of those selections. Um, I don't know whether I would have gone that way.
0: Who would you have gone with?
5: Well, the best people in um, very simple terms, they have to be able to explain it to the American people, to go in and say, this is a clear violation of our electoral process. Mm -hmm. The Common Wall Street Journal today, written by Mike Pence... All right. The vice president. And he goes over how the exact same thing happened to the immortal Andrew Johnson is that the um, North didn't like Andrew Johnson's um, soft reconstruction uh, after the Civil War policy. That's putting so it they, kindly. Yeah. They trumped up a charge mm-hmm. to get him out. Right. It was a political play. And it was uh, everybody knows that. This is exactly the same thing. There's no difference. So I would have liked to, you know, I would have appointed somebody who was very down to earth, mm-hmm. maybe Stew, and um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe go of in, had him go in and say, "Look, this is what it's all about." Yeah. and I think the American people know that anyway.
0: All right. So, do you believe that they are going to vote for witnesses? Because I, I could see Romney Snow voting for, you know, Mm -hmm. new witnesses from the Democrats. But then at the same time, the whistleblower and Hunter Biden, I can absolutely see Mitt Romney going, oh, no, uh, that's just out of line.
5: He can't do that. Romney can't do that. If Romney's going to go and say, I want to hear from X, who may know something about this Ukraine situation, and then somebody else says, all right, well, we want to hear from Hunter because he's sitting there in Ukraine. Romney can't say no. Yeah, he can. No, he won't. That's, that would destroy him in Utah.
0: I think he's right. already on that road.
5: I, I don't think he's a stupid man. All right, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe next week will be. What I anticipate is a circus of uh, circus, soleil. It doesn't even come close. What's gonna happen next week? Grandstanding all day long, yelling, screaming, uh, this allegation, that allegation, on and it's all theater, guerrilla theater. That's what's gonna happen next week. So and old Mitch old Mitch better, you know, take one of those little uh, Red Bulls he got off that energy level and keep this under control. Well, I will tell you, you this easily get out of control the
0: the Senate, the senators are seated and are not allowed to have any electronics, and they're not allowed to speak, so there can't be shouting back and forth, but I do expect will be a, in the hallway oh yeah, yeah, yes, as soon oh, as, as they the leave
5: bathroom where do you see how many bathroom breaks there are? yeah, okay, they'll be bolting out of there um I, I was, uh, so look. The, this is going to be interesting, I think. I'm going to be engaged and report too. on BillOReilly.com honestly about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't see it. Is no fundamental way he gets removed. So it's all about these people in the Senate, and they're going to play to their crews.
0: I, I find it I, – I I will be disappointed, but I understand, you know, take a win if you have a win. But I'd be disappointed if they don't call witnesses uh, on uh, Donald Trump or – if at the least they don't actually go for what this story is really about and that's the corruption uh of the democrats in ukraine and that's this is all a cover-up for that and I, uh, i i i'm anxious to see how the president handles that if they don't make their case he's not going to handle that he'll just say well we rest our case i mean look at that
5: well i i did, i think next week the president's personal device may break may shatter yeah. he'll be tweeting so much his thumb is going to fall off you know he's not going to sit would there. you
0: recommend him doing that
5: yes for the first time for the first time I have told him a hundred times to his face, you're getting hurt by these tweets. You must discipline yourself. If you read the United States of Trump, you'll see it. I prove it. But not now. He's the guy they're trying to smear, he's the guy they're trying to overthrow. He ought to show outrage. It mobilizes his base and and also presents independent voters with, this is a sham. Are you going to allow your country to be hijacked by the New York Times? Is that what you're going to do? Allow CNN and NBC News to hijack our republic? Because that's what's happening. None of this would be in play if the media hadn't gotten behind it. It's a media play. And Pelosi and Schiff and all these people know they're they're being made into stars Mm -hmm. by the progressive media. That's Mm -hmm. why they're doing it. There's no constitutional basis or legality for doing it. So Trump ought to just go, go. And expose all that. But he ought to have two or three people there to correct the spellings. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I would agree with that. Bill O'Reilly, the uh, author of The United States of Trump, How the President Really Sees America. It's on sale now. Uh, and you can also subscribe to his uh, his commentary every day at BillOReilly.com. Bill, thank you so much.
5: All right, guys. Always, Always a pleasure. You bet. Bye.
0: Now, by the time I get to the end of this commercial, not one, but two houses are going to be broken into and things are going to be stolen and people's lives may be endangered. Those who live there will remember for the rest of their lives what it feels like to have somebody come in and rob, rob you of the things that you love, destroy your home, violate your, your castle, if you will. Simply Safe is the answer, I believe, on how do you change this one statistic 1 out of 5 homes has security and and every i think it's 20 or 30 seconds somebody's house is broken into in America that doesn't make sense those two don't line up simply safe is the one that changes those those numbers because simply safe is 50 cents a month you own the system. There's no contracts. Nobody's coming to your house and drilling holes in the wall. It's, it, it, again, 50 cents a month. That changes everything. Why wouldn't you have security? Especially, let me give you this number 43 minutes is the average time police respond to a regular burglar alarm. With Simply Safe, because they have video verification technology, that number goes from 43 to 7 the numbers speak for themselves and here's another number $100 value on a on a security camera you get it for zero free at simplysafebeck.com go there now simplysafebeck.com this is the Glenn
1: Beck program
0: Uh, it's going to be uh, interesting next hour. You don't want to miss it. John Solomon, um, formerly of The Hill, is the guy who who did a lot of the work on what was really happening in Ukraine. He is a multiple award-winning journalist. He worked for the New York Times. He worked for the Post. He worked for the AP. Now, all of a sudden, because he's saying, no, this is what happened in Ukraine, you know they've got to investigate him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I think he is a true and honest reporter. Could be wrong, but everything we've seen from him checks out. Uh, we have we have looked into it and verified these things ourselves. Okay, he's on next. He's going to be breaking some news, um, and I I honestly don't even know what it is. Uh, but his his latest stories uh, from John Solomon are. Pretty intense. Um, we're going to talk to him a, li- a little bit about the Lev Parnas. Did you see what uh, Dave uh, 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 Jake Tapper said yesterday? I did not. About that? Do we have that audio by any chance, Sarah? Jake Tapper yesterday, uh, yesterday saying, uh, let's just remember this guy has zero credibility.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I heard ABC News say the same thing. They are, su- surprisingly, I give the media credit. I've heard it from several places that they're saying like, look, this is stuff that might be worth looking into. They're big allegations, but we should not just take Lev Parnas's word
0: that these things occurred this way. And 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 mainly, really, honestly, because what are we? What are you looking at? You're looking at a guy who is facing federal prison time, and you don't think he'll say whatever he has to say. You don't think he'll cozy up to anybody he has to cozy up to uh, to be able to get a lighter sentence or even have his sentence. Uh, dismissed, Mm -hmm. you know, or uh, somehow or another, you know, he's a friend to the uh, to the uh, Congress. That's possible. Not saying it's true, saying it's it's more than reasonable for a guy who is slippery, dirty. We said this the same thing when when Rudy Giuliani was, you know, saying, hey, I got this, you know, uh, contact just having a contact from uh, from this guy. And being introduced is enough for me to say, well now let's let's really look at everything because this guy's really dirty, really dirty it does seem that way, and it seems like he's
3: he has all sorts of lawsuits uh, pending against him. you know he's famously started a a company called Fraud Guarantee, which is not seems to be the opposite of the thing that you'd want to guarantee. I mean, I think it was. You what? don't know that? No. Oh, I'm sure you've known it over the years. Or over, there's been so many facts that have been swirled around. But he, Fraud Guarantee was the name of a company that he he was involved in, and it was supposedly basically like a, a protection against fraud. But it kind of came out as like you're just guaranteed to be defrauded, <laughs> uh, which is uh, sort of a funny anecdote on the right. side of this. But he, you know, he was he's been sued, for, you know, many many times. He's had all sorts of credibility issues here, and you see that he's the type of guy who. Attaches himself to the Trump administration or Giuliani or whoever it is when he feels like that benefits him. And now he feels like Rachel Maddow is going to benefit him. So he's attaching himself there. A lot of people are taking him at face value, but it's been encouraging that some people in the media have been showing the appropriate
0: amount of doubt. Right. And that's all you have to do. Just, you know, you don't trust. You verify when it comes to him. You verify.
1: You're listening to
3: it's gonna be a lot of fun very excited to get started on that we've been doing a lot i was on with ben shapiro yesterday yeah how oh, they go uh really good and by the way great.
0: i saw you with chad pray yeah
3: it was great it was, right it was fantastic What? it was a good interview you didn't see the whole thing hopefully right i did oh, i don't know
0: yeah. Yeah. So
3: maybe, maybe you missed the, be-
0: the beginning. No, I saw about ten minutes uh, in uh, particular. Uh-oh. That
3: uh, did someone alert you to that? Because nope. there, there wasn't nope. a red flag that nope. was sent to nope. you. I'm a fan. I was a fan of Chad. <laughs> was a fan of yours. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, but how uh, well, to go oh, with I've Ben shaken. Shapiro? Uh, yeah.
3: You shouldn't listen back to. It. No, it, was fun. Uh, it was good. It was good. It was good talking to Ben on his uh, radio show. Going yeah. on uh, with Andrew Wilkow on a serious show today, which should be mm. fun. I've never been on that, and that's one of those shows that. Like my wife likes more than than she ever would like listen to me. Oh, I mean, she likes Andrew my wife a thousand times. More she would
0: say, me. my wife would always say, "You hear Andrew today? No, honey. No, I was no. working on my show. Yeah. Did you hear my show? No, I was listening to Andrew. <laughs> <What> the- <laughs> so that's gonna be fun. Okay, as well. that's uh, that's uh, that's great. We have John Solomon. Uh, he's uh, coming up next. He has some breaking news uh, on the Ukraine. Uh, scandal, an update on uh, Ukraine, and we'll talk to him about impeachment and so much more next.
1: The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment.
0: Hello, America, and welcome to it. It is Friday. We have made it through another week. Let's just make it to the end of the year, shall we? Um, Impeachment has been going on. Uh, The trial starts next week. We're talking about the possibility of new witnesses. Mitt Romney being a total jerk and saying, I love I love these witnesses. I don't want to hear from any of Hunter Biden. There's no reason to have him talk. Go ahead, I, Stu. I, Go ahead. I, so Romney to...
3: actually, you just keep using him as an example. Is that just a generic example, or are you trying to? Is he actually said he's Snow, going?
0: No, to... no, he said he's Wait, open. Snow has
3: been out of the Senate for a long time. I think you mean Collins. Yeah,
0: Collins. Uh, yeah, Collins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is. Uh, uh, Romney is is uh, open to uh, to hearing some of these uh, these witnesses. I'm uh, open to hearing witnesses too. I am too. Right, but he's the kind of guy that would, oh, okay. so would so do their witnesses and not Trump witnesses. Because I I would
3: share the same fear as you, but I'm wondering if it's based on evidence or you're just saying, generally speaking, you don't trust Romney. Generally
0: speaking, I don't trust Romney.
3: At all. At all. And Collins and Murkowski and there's plenty of names. And Mitt Romney.
0: At all. It's not just him, though. I mean, no, yeah, but is, it's there's... primarily Mitt Romney. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> okay. This is, there's right. something
3: so, else going on here that I'm not picking it's up It's
0: Mitt on. Romney. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll we'll talk to uh, John Solomon about the impeachment, new uh, things coming to the surface, an update on Ukraine in one minute.
1: This is the Glenn
0: Program. Romney. Do I need to say more? All right. You want to make a big change to your house you've been thinking you know i should do something about these curtains or drapes or shades or shutters blinds whatever now is the time to act right now at blinds.com now through january 28th you can save up to 40 percent on everything at blinds.com we were going to order some additional stuff just a couple of weeks ago and i said no wait 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 i know they're going to do a big uh sale this is it Right now through January 28th, save up to 40% off everything at Blinds.com. Plus, you'll get an extra $20 off when you use the promo code BECK. Every order gets free samples, free shipping, free online design consultation if you want it. 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're not satisfied with the style, the color, the quality, they'll remake your window treatments for free. They care about you. They care about how your home looks as much as you do, because you're going to be their best advertiser. When people come to your house and you'll say, I can't believe what these cost, and it was so easy, and it's all blinds.com, they care. They want to get it right. Now, through January 28th, save up to 40% off everything, plus get an extra $20 off with promo code back. That's promo code back, blinds.com. Rules and restrictions do apply. John Solomon is award-winning investigative journalist. He has worked for The Washington Post, The Washington Times, I think The New York Times, AP, and The Hill. He now has a new website called JustTheNews.com. JustTheNews.com investigative journalist John Solomon, who is at the center of much of uh, this uh, scandal in Ukraine. Welcome to the program.
8: Good to be with you, Glenn. Thank you.
0: You want to start with any breaking news, any new news?
8: I do. As a matter of fact, just a few minutes ago, uh, my friends at the Southeastern Legal Foundation and I filed a lawsuit uh, seeking the records of contacts between Ukraine prosecutors and our embassy in Kiev, the U.S. embassy in Kiev. These are some of the contacts that are at the heart of this uh, impeachment trial, and we're at really the focal point of my early reporting on this there, there was a dysfunctional relationship between the frontline anti-corruption fighters in Ukraine and our embassy, and that's why I wrote the stories that I did. Um, <clears throat> I put a FOIA in uh, seeking open records requests for this information. It hasn't come. And so today, with the help of the Southeastern Legal Foundation uh, and a great law firm here in D.C., uh, I filed lawsuit to try to compel the release of these documents. I think they'll give us tremendous insight into what was going on between Ukraine prosecutors and the embassy on all sorts of issues, from the Joe Biden Burisma questions to uh, other anti-corruption cases that were going on at the time.
0: Okay, so so what 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 does your gut say that they they will show or prove?
8: Well, uh, my reporting shows from the in past. Remember, there's a Ukraine prosecutor who says that they were. Uh, the United States government was pressuring Ukraine prosecutors not to pursue certain cases, including a case against a George uh, Soros-funded non-government organization, uh, a a nonprofit. Um, And State Department officials confirmed to me before I wrote that story that, yeah, that did go on. And then we had some of the testimony during the impeachment where they acknowledged that the the State Department acknowledged it was pressuring Ukraine prosecutors not to pursue certain people. I think we're going to learn a lot more about what motivated those contacts, who who those people were, and what sort of communications uh, were going on between the prosecutor's office and the um, embassy. At the time, we had the Manafort case going on. We had uh, the questions about Burisma and Joe Biden, and there was an active investigation in 16. Uh, I'd like to know what was going on, what sort of function, what sort of communications, who was politically involved. And uh, hopefully when we're done, we're going to learn a lot more than what we know now.
0: So, John, what do you expect or hope will come out of this trial uh, when Ken Starr and Alan Dershowitz and the Trump team step to the plate uh, in probably 10 days from now?
8: Yeah, listen, it's been a one sided story so far, just like the beginning of the Russia collusion story. Right. And everybody was certain on. January 9th uh, of 2017, that the Christopher Steele dossier was gospel, and oh my God, our president was an agent of Russia. And three years later, we learned out that all of that turned out to be bunk. The most important thing about politics and, and about investigations is that there's two sides to a story, there's two pieces of evidence. Uh, and right now, we've only seen one side of it. And I, I believe in the trial, we'll be, begin to see a lot of different new pieces of evidence. For instance, if the president uh, was interested or concerned about corruption, were there specific people around President Zelensky, the new Ukrainian president, that he might have been concerned about? Was there a specific cause or pause uh, that, that caused the administration to hold off giving the money until they could be sure it was sold, uh, spent right? And those are the sort of things we haven't heard from. And I think we're going to learn a lot about what the intelligence community, what the economic and Treasury Department community was telling the president And I bet the story is way more complicated than the narrative that Adam Schiff has woven so far. So
0: um, we do know now that there is somebody around um, uh, the president of Ukraine that Trump is worried about or was worried about. Uh, We have that evidence now because of the uh, the massive land sale that went to uh, George Soros. And that came from somebody who pressured the president to make this move, uh, who is in his, if you will, cabinet, who is very close to George Soros. So isn't that kind of proof that these people are still around him?
8: Well, uh, there, there, there's a lot. Listen, there were, uh, there was an oligarch named Kolomoisky who you know used to run Privat Bank, the large bank in Ukraine. And you can go back in, in the timelines and look. And back in the summer of 2019, in the fall of 2019, the IMF, the Europeans, were raising their hands, saying we were really concerned about Kolomoisky's return to Ukraine around Zelensky. There are a series of figures of people who played in Ukraine that have big political and economic interests. The Soros, them, the Kolomoyskis, the Zolchevskis, the guy who ran Burisma. Um, these are legitimate issues. And what we, do, we don't know and what we've been blinded to all this time was what was the CIA? What was the NSC? What were the diplomats? What were the European allies telling to the, the president? I suspect there's a much more complicated paradigm that was influencing the president's decision then oh i want an investigation Mm -hmm. of joe biden and by the way here's the most important part to remember about the joe biden investigation the Breesman investigation i know rudy giuliani was advocating for it we we see lev parnas was advocating for it um we we know it came up as a, a matter of discussion in the call but everybody misses this very important point before all that happened the Ukrainians on their own in February of 2019 and in March Mm of 2019 in Ukraine announced that they were reopening the investigation of Burisma. It had already happened, so people didn't know. Maybe the the NSC didn't tell the president, but the investigation, the president couldn't pressure for an investigation that had already been opened on its own organically because Ukrainians came up with new evidence against Mr. Zolchevsky and Burisma. And that investigation remains ongoing today so it started in february and it's still going on today reuters reported in december that it had been expanded to even more serious issues than had been previously reported uh... that keeps getting lost in this um, uh... impeachment uh... Mm -hmm. drama and i think one of the questions senators as jurors have to answer is if the nsc and the state department knew the president was seeking an investigation why didn't they just tell the president sir you don't need to worry about it it already has begun there was a real gap of information there, it appears, from what we know. We saw all these impeachment witnesses say, we knew the president wanted this, and not a single one of them appears to have told the president, sir, back in February it already happened. And I think that's one of the issues that the trial is going to have to try to resolve.
0: Um, what do you think of this uh, Lev Parnas stuff?
8: Well, you know, listen, I I have a lot of knowledge of Lev Parnas. uh, uh, He was one of about 50, 55 people that I worked with as I spent over 18 months working on the Ukraine story. Uh, I met him through my attorneys, or or one of my attorneys, uh, Joe and Victoria Tensing. At the time, I had drafted up most of the stories that ultimately had been, you know, later were published in mid-March to mid-May. Most of them had been drafted already, but I had this one problem. I had all the documents. And I had a lot of people on background, but I didn't have any Ukrainians on the record. And so when I talked to Joe and Victoria about my concern, as you do when you're a journalist talking to your lawyer about libel review and things, you, uh, they said, hey, we didn't know you were working on Ukraine stuff. We have some business there. We have a guy, a fixer, a facilitator, an a, a, um, interpreter uh, named Lev Parnas. And how about we introduce him? I bet you he could get you the sort of interviews that you're still lacking. So they, they set up a meeting. Um I, I reached out, he said, You know, I'd be glad to help you. Who do you know? And or who do you want to know? And I said, Well, I've been trying to reach the prosecutor general's office. All I gave him a list of about seven or eight people. And very quickly he proved that he did know who he knew and, and he was able to arrange Mr. Lusenko, the prosecutor general, the attorney general of Ukraine, and several other figures that I was looking for to talk on the record, on camera, so that every American could look in their eyes and see what they were saying and, and hear them on the record. No anonymity, no anonymous stuff. And so, you know, in that respect, he was helpful. Uh, he had his own motives, his own interests. He had business interests. I knew he worked for Rudy Giuliani. I knew he worked for lots of other people. He told me he worked with lots of other reporters. Doesn't surprise me. But This is what reporters do on a daily basis, particularly when you're working in a foreign country. You have what we call fixers or facilitators Mm -hmm. on the ground because you're not in Ukraine full time. And so Mm -hmm. you have people that have contacts and, and, hey, could you get this person to talk to me? And and when that happens, one of the things that hopefully will become public, uh, every time Lev Parnas arranged an interview, I always went through the press office of the official government agency after that. So if he opened the door, I still went through the official channels to make sure there were no – side deals no unusual behavior and and in all those cases i put those interviews out the videos are public everybody can see what happened um beyond that you know that that's what lev did for me and uh you know obviously he had some issues in his background when you're dealing in ukraine you meet lots of colorful characters he was one of them
0: yeah all right i want to i want to talk to you I'll, I'll tell you what rudy giuliani told me about him uh and then i'd like to get your your uh, best guess on what on what's what's happening uh with him uh and the president and, and him with the with the left in congress john solomon investigative reporter uh you can uh, you can now find his work he's he's gone and done his uh his own thing it's a new media outlet. Just the Just the Back in just a second. Let me tell you about um, NetSuite. Look, I- I'm a small business guy. And one of the problems that we had early on at the blaze, because we were on the not the leading edge, the bleeding edge, we were way early on everything that we were doing. We had to invent the technology that everybody is using now we we had to forge our own way when we started and one of the things that we never got was um uh, was our numbers we we just couldn't track what was going on and i mean numbers from all departments that make up your business you have to know the information or you have no idea uh what your what your business is it's like an octopus and you lose against an octopus NetSuite now by Oracle is out and is a cloud based business management software that gives you the visibility and the control you need to go uh, to grow. So you will know about the H.R. You'll know about the counting, the orders, the shipping, the sales. You'll know all of those numbers in one dashboard, either on your phone or your computer. Know your numbers and know your business succeed with netsuite today schedule your free demo right now and receive their free guide 7 key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com/back set up your free demo and get your free guide today at netsuite.com/back that's netsuite.com/back we break for 10 seconds station id so uh we're back with john solomon uh and and john i uh, uh, i know that i asked rudy giuliani the same question a few weeks ago about lev because he's a shady guy and uh he said look len when you're in a foreign country and especially a country like ukraine and you're looking to find out the details of the underworld you're not going to meet all of the finest people Uh, And he said, this guy, just like you said, I used him to, um, uh, you know, uh, line up conversations and help me connect, blah, blah, blah. What is the what is the the text messages that were that have been shared this week? Any idea what that was about?
8: I don't. I mean, I mean. listen, there's a lot of text messages. Some of them involve my efforts to report and, and to and to get see if he could open up doors for me to talk to people. That's the normal reporting that goes on every day. And I don't think there's anything untoward about them. There's a lot of things he was involved in that I wasn't aware of at the time. I never heard about this monitoring effort of um, the ambassador uh, or who this guy was, this uh, congressional candidate. Um, it, you know, it, it was clear to me and early on, Lev. Parnas and I, when I talked, I said, you know, what motivates you to, to uh, work on this with me? And he said the, and it's a very profound statement. And, and, and I will say this too, when I dealt with him, I found him to be professional. He didn't do anything untoward. He didn't suggest anything untoward. Mm. Uh, he was a character, you know, uh, funny, yeah, yeah. garrulous, but uh, never had any idea that he was involved in any criminality or anything like that. He you know, he seemed a pretty straightforward. Guy. And I asked him, you know, why, why would you want to help me on this? And he said, I've watched Ukraine for 20 years say they're fighting corruption, and we go through the same cycle. Every two years, a prosecutor's name. Two years later, he's deemed corrupt. We name another prosecutor, and corruption never gets fought. And, uh, and right now, in my country, uh, my home country in Ukraine, I see uh, uh, a real dysfunction between the embassy, the prosecutors, and the what we would call the FBI, NABU. And I want to help you bring that to light, because at some point we got to fix it, or every time we spend money in Ukraine, we're putting it down the toilet. And so he had a very impassioned view, and his view was very identical to what I had been hearing for six or eight months from Ukrainians on the ground. And when I did the epic interviews with you know the attorney general and some of his top deputies in Ukraine, they said the same thing, which is, yeah. our relationship is so bad with the embassy right now, I'm not sure we know how to fight corruption. And uh, that appeared to be what motivated him in helping me. These other things that were going on, what he and Rudy were doing, uh, you know I had general idea that Rudy was doing his own investigation in Ukraine. Eventually, after my stories ran, he shared his findings with me, and I was grateful that he did. But um, I think a lot, you know, everybody in Ukraine has an angle. Everybody in Ukraine has a motive. Uh, it's a com- country where people are endemically corrupt. And, and I was aware of that. I said so in all my stories. Uh, and I tried my hardest to make sure no one motive, no one angle would influence the story. I stuck to the facts. When, when I got these prosecutors on record, I went to the State Department. I took 10 days and waited for the State Department to give me an answer. So, you know, I think the reporting wasn't influenced by it. Uh, but, where, where, you know, was he doing some things? I think we have to figure out what, what exactly he was doing. It didn't affect my reporting. But it's certainly intriguing in, in the middle of this impeachment that it suddenly surfaces uh, as the Democrats begin to make their case.
0: As a journalist, how do you deal, if this is, you're now just coming across him, how do you deal with the, you know, the note that he wrote in the hotel uh, and uh, and his new, you know, testimony now, on television at least, that yeah. Donald Trump was up to, you know, I guess no good, uh, and he knew it. Uh, how, how do you deal with that?
8: Uh, you know. Uh, every person has to answer for the content. What I have to answer for are my stories. Were the stories that I wrote in March and April and May accurate?
0: No, but, so what, but I'm, what I'm asking yeah. you is, as yeah, yeah. a respected, yeah. in my opinion, a respected uh, journalist, sure. how do you handle this now? Would you be reporting this the way the press is reporting this now? Are they being responsible?
8: Well, here's the funny thing. A lot of pe Lev Parnas has said a lot of things about me in the last uh, 24, 48 hours. Not a single news outlet that's reported on those things even called to get my side of the story or to see if it's yeah. true. Uh, that tells you something about yeah. the nature of reporting today. And it's why we got, I when I say we, the news industry got Russia wrong and why they probably have a lot of the Ukraine story wrong now. The way you deal with these things is you, you, you listen to Lev and you write his side story. But you also go talk to the other people, the Victoria Tensings and the Joe DeGenevas and the Rudy yeah. Giuliani's and I. For months, <clears throat> I kept watching that people say – Uh, uh, I just took Rudy's stuff and wrote it. It's the other way around. I wrote my stuff, and then Rudy gave me his stuff afterwards. You can confirm that with Rudy. But no one in the press even cares about timetables, facts. (laughs) There's a hysterical, breathless, crazy part of the media today, and we don't get things right, and we let our American public down every time we do so. I've got
0: about a minute, so I need to phrase this quickly. Uh, The Hill said they're going to do an investigation on all of your stuff, and it was widely reported that you were under investigation by The Hill. Then we hear nothing about it. Did they investigate? Did they do anything? Did I
8: don't know. I, I haven't heard from them. I will say this. It was my idea. I encouraged them to do so because I think when people look at the facts of my story, everything's going to be fine. But so far, I don't know anything more than what's in the public. Uh, I remain confident that what I reported was accurate, that it was balanced, that it had the right context. It had the warnings about Ukraine being corrupt. And I think anyone who went and took a look at my response to Colonel Lieutenant Colonel Vindman when he attacked my yep. reporting, I just put all the facts out.
0: John Solomon uh, from justthenews.com. That's justthenews.com. John Solomon, we'll talk to you again. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, uh, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, let me tell you about American Financing. It is a family-owned mortgage company that has been helping people for over 20 years. I've known them for the last 10 years. Uh, they are the real deal. They frequently save their customers up to you know $1,000 a month or, or more than that. They have an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau, over 4,000 Google reviews, When you're doing a refi of your loan, when you're buying a new house, you want somebody that will give you the straight scoop and give you the best deal. Right. Because you're not you're not being given a mortgage. That loan isn't. I hope the bank gives me that loan. They're not giving it to you. They're selling it to you. You need somebody who's on your side, and that's American Financing. So whether you're looking to buy a new home, refi, or consolidate uh, into a new loan for your debt, they can save you a whole lot of money. It takes 10 minutes to see if they can help you. Just call them now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. At BlazeTV.com, you can get all
3: the best shows from Glenn Beck to Pat Gray to Stu Does America. Go to BlazeTV.com, use the promo code Glenn, save ten bucks.
0: Welcome to the uh, welcome to the program, the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you're uh, you're joining us today. Thank you for listening. It's been a uh, it's been a crazy week for us uh, here. For me personally, uh, my father in law just an update. My father in law just had another test today on his heart and a liver liver biopsy, but hopefully he'll be going home in the next few days. Um, um, he you know the best we can expect i think is happening uh right now mary uh got an update from uh the doctors yesterday my my daughter mary is um at ut medical where she is uh has undergone brain surgery the first of probably two um and the technology is just remarkable and what doctors can do today is is truly remarkable um we got some good news from her yesterday that they have to do another kind of another invasive test where they where it involves putting one side of the brain asleep uh and then having her awake and talk to her and have her move and then they wake that side of the brain up and put the other side of the brain to sleep it's it's crazy crazy what they can do today um and uh would you consider going to Venezuela to get the surgery? Because, I mean, it seems like no, they have such Cuba a Cuba great... was booked. Oh, okay. Cuba that was booked. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're actually now praying for the surgery that would require a full craniotomy. Uh, and I know that sounds crazy, but um, they, they think that um, they might be able to give her at least a 75% chance of a cure on epilepsy, which would be... Life changing for her Hmm. update on Jeffy. I was at the hospital. (laughs) I left my daughter's hospital. I went across town to Jeffy's hospital where he just had a uh, uh, gallbladder removed. Um, He had a gallbladder and something else that you never think of in your body uh was was involved. I know so many of his organs have tried to escape. It's interesting to see them removed. This one was yeah, this one was practically jumping out of his body. <laughs> yeah. Uh and uh I I got the list of the things he can eat and he's almost suicidal. Uh it's like there's nothing on that that now without your gallbladder, you are well, you might like legumes and nuts um don't confuse me with a healthy much it. person yeah that's... yeah i mean it's it's a horrible diet but it'll be good for him it'll be good for him um but he's in in uh good spirits and i think that's the end of the hospital updates but please keep praying for everybody and 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 thank you so much for the prayers you've already offered now Stu announced earlier this week uh that he is putting on a new show uh, and the new show is stew does america it is a it's like uh it's like the daily show with trevor oliver except funny john oliver i believe he, uh, and he's also uh, not yeah, the uh, daily no. show and also i would yeah trevor i mean There's, i meant trevor noah trevor noah got yeah, it trevor you're, you're noah. combining the two names yeah, yeah. i can i i i've blocked trevor noah's name and everything <laughs> wow is that an unfunny show Um, But it will air on on Blaze TV and YouTube. You just have to go subscribe to Stu's uh, YouTube page, which is StuDoesAmerica.com. If you go to StuDoesAmerica.com, you'll get all the links there. Okay, so just subscribe and you can watch it. Also
3: podcast, you can get it uh, if you listen to podcasts at all. If you're listening to this as a podcast, please subscribe as well.
0: Okay. Um, And so tomorrow on my podcast, I'm doing something that we've never even considered and we've never even (laughs) done Personally, with each other. Mm-hmm. And I took the podcast in 90 minutes and I just interviewed Stu about what his journey over the last 20 years with me. Because it's the 20th anniversary of the
3: radio show this week, basically. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we go over a lot of the big news stories. If you remember, the big stories that the show has been involved in, how the show kind of came together initially. Uh basically the all the behind the scenes that you can think of.
0: Yeah. And we got to about half of it. Yeah. And and it was an interesting conversation because I found myself really curious about what Stu had to say because I had no idea. We've done so many things like we were just talking about it off the air. I have no idea what he was thinking or where he was or or anything outside of a decision making meeting when we decided to go to Fox. And we were talking about when we went to CNN. None of us wanted to go. We didn't want to do. We thought that was a a bad deal at first. I went kind of against my will. And Stu was really like, I don't want the cable news is not where we want to be. Let's just be funny and yada, yada, yada. And I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing that we went to cable news, but we did. Um, We did. Here's a clip from the podcast that you'll be able to hear Tomorrow, anywhere you get your podcast, but if you're a Blaze TV subscriber, you can get it right now. It's a fascinating 90-minute look at the the behind-the-scenes. Here's what I asked, Stu. um, What did we learn? What did you learn from CNN and that experience? Listen to his answer. What was the biggest thing you learned first from CNN?
3: Well, you know, it was interesting that we even got hired there. I mean, I remember thinking there was no chance that was going to actually happen. Um, And they put us on and I was, you know, they were, I bought a house, if I'm not mistaken, before they made the offer. Yes, I believe that's true. Yeah. We were happy about that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, that was really exciting for us. Uh, <laughs> that was that's the way every move happens. Glenn mm-hmm. makes goes and buys a house before we lock it in, and then we were like, "Oh, well, now we I guess we have to go." I mean, yeah. it's it a, <laughs> it a home there. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it was because uh, there was some conflict internally. I think at that point as to whether a cable news show was the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we the show was doing really well on radio. We were growing quickly. You were pretty well known. And I remember thinking like, gosh, really like cable news, like we're gonna go on there and do this thing that everybody, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. We all hated it. it. Yeah, we, none of us really liked the idea. And I think, I think, you know, looking back in retrospect, incorrectly because it was it was a way to, it really did change the Ooh. level of your profile. But we changed it. Yeah, no, because uh, we did something different mm-hmm. and we knew we were gonna do something different and we weren't gonna do it unless, unless we could. Mm-hmm. Right? I didn't wanna go in there and do the same old blah, 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 talking mm-hmm. heads type of thing. Um, so when we went to CNN, I mean, I remember doing things that were, it, hel- it helped shape my understanding of the media in a way I don't know that like the audience necessarily always connects with and that like we would do things on the air that were really basic knowledge for the average talk radio listener, mm-hmm. you know, things that were like, okay, remember this quote from this guy and you'd bring that up in passing. And especially when we first started, we would get hit from standards and practices, which is like the branch of CNN.
0: This is interesting to me. Most people may not even know this or Mm -hmm. believe this, but I was on the floor and sometimes it would take us two or three hours to cut an hour long show. Yeah. Um, You should be able to cut an hour long show in about 50 minutes. Yeah, right. It sometimes took us three hours to Mm -hmm. cut. And I was never privy to the stalls yeah i would just be told uh break down the computer or you know break down in the, <laughs> the control room this is happening this is happening don't worry we'll catch it but you were actually in the control room with standards and practices along with all the others yeah on my staff um, yeah that worked for mercury that was the smartest thing we did uh that we're having to have these battles yeah and they would be like on really basic things like we you know because on talk
3: radio like There there's a these certain things will become part of the conversation and everyone sort of understands them. You don't need to explain them every single time. Mm -hmm. And we'd make points and they would push back on them. And I'm like, do you not know this? Do you not know this person said this? And that really that enlightened me into the way the media actually works, because uh, a lot of times they don't know it.
0: I would, Uh, you know, I really think we should do a a, like a, a doc series. Uh, on just some of the things we've learned in the media because none of us have ever talked about it. And I didn't realize it until this podcast. Yeah, yeah. And um, what we all learned and what we all saw, I think, is, you know, it led me to the place where I said at the end of Fox, this whole place, meaning New York media, it's all going to burn down. It's all going to burn down. It's not real. It's going to burn itself to the ground. And that was one of my real feelings of we've got to get out of New York media. Um, uh, but we all learn so much that if the American people knew really what we have seen, each of us, uh, I think I think their understanding of. Uh, why? you can't trust the the people to repair themselves the the media will never ever repair itself it will never heal it will it won't turn the other direction and suddenly go oh my gosh i get it we're out of step with the american people it will never happen and and i'm thinking about one extensive long <laughs> uh trial at cnn that involved one individual who uh, was very you know very vocal in the building about how much they hated me, mm-hmm. uh, you know you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I just did it a couple times. I know. So was at a couple meetings. So, uh, well, and they've and he's still here, <laughs> and he's never going to change. No, but I'm uh, yeah, no, thinking I of that in and and once you know that piece of information, it starts to unlock how they're always going to behave.
3: You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know that anything.
0: I saw there at the
3: time would have pred- would have led me to believe they would go as far as they've oh, no, gone no. in the last couple
0: of years. No, though. especially I mean, I- the way they fought against me. Yeah, you know, but, you know, the, 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 they oh, they were fighting against me because I was uh, irrational and I wasn't based in fact and I didn't have. When we were, we talk about in this special how much better CNN made us because they made us prove everything. So when we got to Fox, we didn't need standards in practice. It it was so easy for us, Um, and uh, and we were self policing ourselves, which was a great great advantage. One of the weird things about
3: going through that process and like working at a CNN, like there there are people that I absolutely loved that we worked with there and still do. Yep, and and it's amazing that you you kind of see how this goes on, and it's easy to kind of think of these, you know, of an organization like that as this like monolithic. There's a lot of people there, I guarantee it. And some of them that I actually know for sure feel this way, that CNN has gone off their rocker recently, and uh, they don't look at it the same way. And that is like it it is a it's a weird thing because you think about this a lot of times you see this with conservatives and there's some like liberal who's saying who leaves the organization and gets promoted by the media. Those things don't necessarily happen the other way. But those people exist. They're there Mm -hmm. and they're looking at this even if they're not conservatives they are just like this is crazy. Like what happened to us trying to actually bring the news and not bring an agenda? Mm -hmm. You know we went over this the CNN app one day I went on there. And the first, like, 28 stories on their list were all things negative about Trump. Mm -hmm. It's like, look, you might not like the guy. You might think he's a bad president, but there's not another news story to cover in the entire world other than Donald Trump and things you think he did the wrong way. And that that can't be the way that this has to be. And that's not just us feeling that. Those are people in
0: those buildings feeling that way. All right. If you are a subscriber to Blaze TV, just go there now. You can uh, find tomorrow's. Uh, released podcast today if you're a subscriber otherwise tomorrow just you know wherever you get podcasts subscribe to the glenn beck podcast you'll be able to download it for free uh and it is well well worth your time behind the scenes 20 years of talk radio and my career with Stu, uh all exposed (laughs) all exposed (laughs) We should um, point
3: out that we are fully closed in the episode. Uh, That's, uh, you said exposed, not
0: fully exposed. Just so so somebody turns it on. Speak for yourself, sister. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let me me tell you a little bit about X-Chair. X-Chair is the uh, chair that I uh, got my wife for Christmas because that's what she wanted. She asked for an X-Chair and then she was really sweet and she was like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about the X-Chair. I'm like, no, you didn't. But I appreciate that. She loves it. Um, I have an X chair in my office, and the reason why she wanted one is because she would come, uh, you know, while I was having meetings or something, and she'd be doing something at my desk, and she'd sit in the chair, and she'd be like, this is the greatest chair. How come I don't have one in my office? Okay, okay, dear. It is really that different of a chair. It's it's the new uh, standard, really, of great-looking and comfortable office chairs. There is only one that I've known uh, that... You know, could claim that I can't remember the name of it, but it's you know, it's the people that make the airport chairs, and they've claimed that they made the best chair, and it was okay. I didn't think it was worth the money. This is ten times better than that, and well worth the money. And right now, you'll save a hundred dollars. Just go to xchairbeck.com. Xchairbeck, B-E-C-K, dot com, xchairbeck b e c k dot com. Uh, and look at all of the chairs, all of the options. Find one that fits you, fits your budget, uh, fits the look of your home. It's XChairBeck.com. Use the promo code Beck. You'll get a free set of the new X wheels with your chair. And you're going to save 100 bucks. XChairBeck.com. Promo code Beck.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Gledbeck program. I want to remind you uh, this weekend, talk to your family if you are looking for something really cool to do uh, this 4th of July. Please join us as we restore the covenant. Restoring the covenant is happening in Gettysburg on the weekend of July 4th. Three days there in Gettysburg. You can join us for a day. It's free. Uh, or you can you know join in some of the other events that are ticketed events, but the main fireworks show and everything else, it's all free. Gettysburg. You do have to register to go because we have to keep the uh the crowd at a certain amount because of the infrastructure of Gettysburg. So if you want to register, please just talk to your family uh and uh, and and register and reserve your place for your family at Glenbeck.com slash restore. There's all kinds of packages that could extend it out to like I think ten days or seven days on the road through Plymouth, Boston New York, Philadelphia, all of the history all the way to Gettysburg, July 4th weekend, if you'd like to participate slash All right. Excited for the weekend? Yeah, more than life itself. You've gone through a just, heck of a you had a heck of a week. I can't I can't tell you how much how much I respect my wife. And what she does i Me too I don't know how she Puts up with it either Oh no Have him, have him leave In a crisis situation Have him leave For a week Then you'll
3: Then you'll really <laughs> Appreciate it <laughs> defend For yourself a little bit It's not normal for you <laughs> Wait a minute